0: You're listening to Snowbound in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Our guest tonight, Andrew Weibrecht, two-time Olympic medalist, just took his first World Cup podium this past weekend at the Birds of Prey. Andrew, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks very much. It's good to be on the show.
0: Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us. I know this is an extremely busy time of year for you. What is your travel schedule like right now, and what's coming up?
1: Uh I mean we we just actually uh we, we finished up with Beaver Creek on Sunday and then um just made it home for a couple days actually so so just spent a little time with my wife, a little time to decompress after after you know, two pretty long weeks with, with Lake Louise kinda of going straight into Beaver Creek and then on Friday we're headed out back back over to Europe for well or for the first time this year. So um Val-Gradane is our our next stop.
0: Now what's it like for you as a family person you know your sport goes on during some of the biggest holidays of the year what's that like to be really working through that time
1: well yeah it, you know i mean it, it's tough it it definitely is is busy through you know christmas time and and uh, you know, a lot of my my wife's a teacher so a lot of her her breaks um i'm not around for which is always kind of a bummer but um, you know, we, we kind of have, we've, we've been together for about 10 years, so she, she kind of gets the deal. And since we've been married, we've never spent a Christmas together. So it's, it's kind of nothing new at this point, but, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's tricky, but you know, I, because I'm on the road so much, I, I make a point of, of trying to travel home as, as often as I can, even if it's just for a couple of days, yeah, because I think that's important for you know, not only my relationships, but also <laughs> just to kind of keep my sanity and, and get a little bit of restore time, you know.
0: Now, definitely want to talk with you some about Birds of Prey, but what was it that got you interested in ski racing more than, I mean, typically, uh, more typical American sports?
1: Um, You know, I mean, I'm from Lake in New York, and that's, you know, it's an area that has a huge heritage of, of skiing. And, you know, essentially that's, that's the reason that my dad um, moved up to this area is he was, he was actually working um, for MCI in New York City and uh, he was coming up to ski teach at at Whiteface on the weekends, Um, you know, kind of as just his hobby. He loved, he loved teaching skiing. and, And so, um, you know, that's, that's a, that's a big part of my family's, um, you know, what we do together is, is we go skiing and, and, uh, so as, as kids, we were, we were pretty much at the mountain all the time, um, you know, just cause that's what my parents wanted to be doing. And, uh, when I was five, my brother started skiing in the race program. So obviously I, I was, I was going to be remiss to be left out of that whole experience. So, um, you know, I, I fought, I fought pretty hard and I was actually the youngest kid, uh, to that point to be part of, part of the ski club. And, uh, um, you know, I just, from a young age, I really, I loved being out there. Uh, I loved the social aspect of it, you know, as a kid. And, um, that's where all my buddies hung out was, was on the mountain. And, uh, you know, then as I kind of got older and grew into it, I, I realized that I was, I was pretty good at it, and so I, I started to pursue it a little bit more, and, um, and you know, <laughs> quite a few years later, here I am.
0: Now, what is that point? Where do you start to realize that, you know, I really might be good at this, and what do you do to pursue it more?
1: I mean, you know, I... Uh, <laughs> that's kind of a funny question because you know, as you're growing up in, I, I'm sure, any sport and you think every every single milestone is is the end all be all of, of what you're doing. So, um, you know, I, I remember I won state championships and I was like, well, this is what I'm doing, you know, with the rest of my life. And then um, I won the Junior Olympics and, you know, which is kind of just the for younger kids, um, the Eastern competition. I mean, it's like the Eastern championships. And, um, you I, and so I just kept kind of progressing that way where I, I would move up these little, you know, level milestones and, and, um, kind of thought I was at the pinnacle of the sport until I, I found out that there's actually something bigger. And, and, uh, um, you know, I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of kids do that and a lot of kids have success at a young age, but I kind of just, for whatever reason and and you know I don't think anybody can um, you know in any sport really say why one person progresses further than another but I just kinda kept moving up the levels as as I got older and older and um, you know until I you know kinda got to this point
0: I really like your answer because you know, I think about your progression. You made the U.S. ski team, and I would think that would feel like a huge goal. You got an Olympic medal. You got another Olympic medal. Uh, you just took podium at a World Cup race. Where are you in that progression now?
1: I mean, at, at this point, I, I kind of feel like right now I'm racing on, on sort of borrowed time, Um you know a lot of my career's gone a lot longer than a lot of guys and and you know obviously shorter than than some in, in terms of you know I'll be probably 30 in in February so I, I just you know i've i've done a lot with my career and and the olympic medals were you know a huge huge part of you know what i'm really able to reflect upon and and look back at but um you know i say that i'm on borrowed time because i i really believe you know, I could walk away from the sport tomorrow, and and uh, you know, feel feel good about the career that I had. And because of that, you know, now I'm just, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of doing it, doing it for the love of it, and doing it for the fun of it. And and you know, obviously, some a big goal of mine was was to finally hit a World Cup podium, uh, which I I did this this last weekend and, and, uh, you know, the other big one is, is, is a world cup win, but, um, you know, I, I kind of lost track of the progression at this point. I'm, I'm just really enjoying skiing and, and doing it just for the really for the fun of it. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't know where, where my next step is going to be or, or what the next type of steps are.
0: We well, just killed my next question because I was going to ask, is this still fun for you? <laughs> so let's move on. From there. <laughs> I mean, When you have the opportunity, do you get out and go free skiing just because you love to ski?
1: I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I love to ski. Um, and as a kid, you know, we, we grew up here and, you know, ski racing was a thing, but it wasn't a huge thing. And so I grew up free skiing and I still love to go free ski and, and, you know, on the flip side, I, I love, I love to ski gates. I mean, I love to ski race. It's, it's super, super fun for me. And it's, it's, it's a new challenge every single day. So, um, you know, I, I feel really lucky to still be able to to do that and go out and, and, and train at a high level because it's, it's just it's full of new challenges. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, kind of, at the base of it all, I I just really really like skiing.
0: Which alpine discipline do you find the most fun?
1: You know i i I grew up as a slalom and GS skier. That's that's sort of where my roots are. Um, slalom, I don't find that fun anymore, so I will I will disqualify that one. But uh, you know i I, I love. GS, Super G, and Downhill, um, and I, I couldn't really say which one I, I like the most, because they're such different events, kind of, in their nuances, that I just, I, I really do enjoy skiing all of them, um, you know, it just kind of depends on, um, what I'm going for, but, um, you know, I mean, I would say, at this point, the dearest to my heart is probably Super G, it just, it's such a, such an interesting event, um, in the sense that you only get one run, but you know, you're still still doing the speeds of downhill, and uh, you know it, it's it's pretty pretty great. I you know if I had to single one out, I would I would say that one probably.
0: Well, I would love for you to go through your latest Super G run at Beaver Creek. Could you kind of take us through what you were? experiencing when you were in the start gate and as you went through the course
1: Uh yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean I think I think my Super G run uh from Beaver Creek kind of kind of starts a little bit from the downhill run the day before. Um you know, I kind of figured out sort of my approach and my game plan in the downhill and I I skied a great run and and um you know, by approach and claim, game plan. I mean, you know, I figured I, I figured out how to get myself really relaxed and really kind of centered and, and present in the moment of, of actual, you know, ski racing. Um, so that was really cool. And that, that gave me a lot of confidence with my, my plan going into the super G, um, the super G, you know, it was, it was kind of an interesting day. They, they lowered the start cause the weather was, was pretty tough. um, and I remember being at the start and kind of it it was starting to snow a little bit more you know the first guys went down and and it was pretty pretty clear out um and as I was going it was starting to snow and um, weather was was starting to come in at that point and you know but I, I was kind of I was just in a good place i I was super relaxed I was excited to see you know sometimes racing with the pressure and all that stuff I get a little bit just you know, it it gets a little bit tough because it it takes a little bit of the fun out of it sometimes. But, um, you know, on on Saturday, I was really excited to ski. I I felt good about it. And uh, I I went down the top of the course and, you know, it's just perfect snow, a nice hat, nothing, nothing too stressful. And I remember kind of going through through that middle section, I almost started laughing to myself just because I was having fun. It was, it was really a, a cool, cool experience. Um, I did. I did have one kind of little mistake where I got some soft snow kind of around the uh, the tree island in the middle. But um, other than that, I mean, I I skied well on top. Had a little mistake, made it across the flats pretty well, and then um, you know skied well and relaxed and, and calm all the way through the bottom and. You know, I, I I remember skiing down and, and getting through the finish and just being being happy with my run. You know, I mean, I skied well and um, I skied the way that I wanted to ski, which is you know a huge deal. Some sometimes that doesn't really happen. You know, you, you're either forced to ski some way that you don't really want to or that you don't like to, or you know. You just don't ski well, and that's that's not the way you want to ski either. So, I mean, I mean, I was very, very happy with with my skiing, and and, uh, and I came through the finish, and 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 was in second. So, that's always cool. Um, you know, Marcel's not—he's not a huge speed skier, but he's had quite a bit, you know, some success in super G in the past. And um, it's there's no shame in getting beat by him. So, um yeah it's just it was it was cool it was fun it, you know it was just kind of a, a a neat day to go out and ski race in, in some respects I
0: mean, is there a sport that gives you such instant feedback? i mean your skis do exactly what you tell them and you actually can can fix it if if you tell them to do something that doesn't quite work
1: yeah i mean that's that's kind of the the really great thing about the sport and it's, it's also kind of one of those things that's, that's so frustrating about the sport um, you know they, you, there are times where you get on course and you kick out of the gate and everything just you make the first turn and it just feels exactly how you think it's going to feel um, and and you get that feedback and it it's, it's a lot of fun because it gives you the confidence to ski the way that you want to ski sometimes you get on the course and you make the first turn and, and you sit there and you're like, Oh man, like this is, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And, you know, and then you, you still proceed to go 80 miles an hour. So it, it, it gets, it <laughs> gets a little bit dicey, you know?
0: <laughs> now, how many pairs of skis do you travel with? Way, <laughs> way
1: too many. Um, <laughs> I mean, luckily, luckily, I, I have a lot of support from, from Head and, and they, um, you know, they, they provide me with a, you know, with a serviceman. Um, so he, he kind of takes care of that end of it. Um, and, you know, and, and it's, it's cool because it's, it's a really cool, um, kind of give and take relationship that, you know, the athlete has with their servicemen where, where you're communicating and, um, you know, you're both trying to figure out how to do your job the best way that you can. And and each of you by doing your job, well, you benefit the other. So it's, um, it's a, it's a cool deal, but he, uh, he probably, I I would say he probably brought 50 to, you know, 70 pairs of skis over to the U S for me, for you. (laughs) Yeah. So, it's you know, it's a lot but at the same time you know you gotta understand that certain pairs of skis are kind of styled for, for certain types of snow or certain temperatures of snow or, or you know, um you, you know, it's 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 a really specific thing and and you know, you have a, you have a pair of skis that'll run great and be fast in um, you know, warm snow, but that same pair of skis won't be fast in gold snow or any of the, you know, variations kind of in the middle. So, you know, we do we do a lot of work um, during the race weeks. To, most of the companies bring over their, their own test team, and they bring all the skis out, and they glide test them, which is kind of they just run them in a straight line just to see which ones are working best in that type of snow. and um, I mean, it, it's, it really is a science behind what makes a pair of skis work or, you know, and when a pair of skis works, that, that has a lot to do with, um, you know, your success for the weekend. So, so there's a lot invested in, in making sure that, you know, we have the right equipment for the right day. And, and that's, it's such a dynamic thing because it's, you know, obviously it's an outdoor sport. So, um, you know, we're constantly kind of looking for what's going to work the best on on each given day so it's a little bit of a hassle um it's a lot of a hassle but it (laughs) you know it's kind of the sport's so competitive that that's that's pretty much you know what it takes to to um you know get where we want to be
0: now you would have your choice of pretty much working with any manufacturer what was it about head skis that made you decide to go with them?
1: Um, you know, I was, I was with Rossignol for a many number of years, um, about 20 years. And after the 2013 season, I just, I I really needed a change. I needed something, you know, I came off a tough season and I needed something to kind of, kind of give me a shot in the arm and, 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 you know, get my career kind of rolling again. And, um, at the time, I, I really, you know, I saw Head as, as really the, the the best option. Um, you know, I mean, they they put out an awesome product. They they do a really and they have a they have a really um, strong commitment to ski racing. And that's you know some some companies are are 50 about it. Um, you know, Head is Head's a race team, and those guys are, are super focused on, on the race side. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of like Ferrari with formula one where they, they sell skis to, to fund their, their race team. Um, and that's, that's just a cool, that's a cool thing about it is, is they're, they're really committed to being the best and, and providing the best, best equipment. And, uh, you know, so I, 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 made the switch in, in 2013 and, uh you know I really haven't looked back since then it's it's been it's been a great relationship that I've had with them they've they've offered me incredible service access to you know really what are probably some of the best skis in the world and uh you know I mean that's the stuff that that makes huge differences and um yeah, I got to work alongside Ted Pigotty and Bodie Miller for a couple of years which which was great and kind of picked their brains about what what the right equipment was and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I guess I'm partial, but I I've, I feel you know really lucky to be on the Head Race team, and and uh, you know, I I've just enjoyed working with them tremendously.
0: Now, earlier in our discussion, you said you feel like you're kind of on borrowed time, and so you're really just doing this because it's fun. Why was it after you came off a tough season? Was it hard for you to continue, or did you think about stopping?
1: I, I have thought about stopping. I did think about stopping. Um, you know, I mean, I I had a series of injuries, um, you know, kind of starting in, in 2010 after the Olympics. Um, I won my bronze medal in, in Vancouver, and then I went to Norway and just i don't i don't know what happened but i kind of just everything sort of imploded in my life i i lost my bag and then i went and and trained super g that day and the last run i landed on my back off a jump and so it was pretty banged up and then we had the, the race in in norway and uh i i ended up just i don't know i mean i was trying to prove something i guess and and I landed in a fence and dislocated my shoulder and tore a bunch of ligaments in my ankle. So that kind of started, I mean, I, I, I really went from, you know, the highest of highs in, in kind of my young career to absolute lowest of lows, you know, that about two weeks later. And, uh, um, you know, I mean, that kind of started this really tough cycle where, I had to get shoulder surgery and I was, I was booted, um, you know, to kind of tighten up my, my ligaments that I tore in my ankle. And then, um, I came back from that. And, uh, you know, after a couple of months of skiing, I blew out my other shoulder training small one over, over Christmas, like that 2010, um, you know, fall winter. So I had another shoulder surgery and then I, um, in 2000, you know, beginning of 2011. And then I, I came back from that and I went to Mammoth train and, and I was my third day out there, you know, my third day back skiing in May, you know, five, five months post-surgery, I, um, hit a patch of bad snow and, and blew out my other ankle. So, you know, that, that was something that I, I dealt with and I, you yeah. know, as, as at that point said, you know, no, no more surgeries. And, um, so I, I skied through that whole year with, with, a, with a bum ankle, but, you know, it created all these issues with, you know, I was having all these back problems and stuff like that. So, you know, it was really tough. And so I got that ankle repaired the fall, you know, the 2012 spring, and then, um, had to do a follow-up surgery on that in, in 2013. So, um, sorry, <laughs> I don't mean no, to, to get long-winded about it, but, um, you know, so it it got to a point where going into the twenty thirteen twenty fourteen season, I I was kind of looking at it and I said, okay, you know, this is this is sort of a, a do or die situation. You know, I'm I'm either I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this, and I'm I'm going to put all my my eggs in a basket and just kind of call it good. So, um, yeah, that's when I made the switch to head. I I thought that that was a you know a good move. Um, and then I, uh, you know, just kind of doubled down on my training and just, just made sure everything was, was where I wanted it. And I, I started the season and I struggled and, um, it wasn't kind of that work in, uh, results out equation that I was, I was hoping for. And I honestly, you know, going, I, I qualified for the team in, in Sochi and going into the race at Sochi, I said, "This is probably my last ski race I'm going to do." Um, you know, I was I was pretty pretty bent on that, and I and I said, you know, and and because of that, I'm gonna I'm gonna ski this race exactly the way that I want to ski it. I'm not, you know, I'm gonna listen to other people's advice, but I'm gonna do it, you know, my way. And, um, I ended up getting second in that race and it's, it's kind of changed my whole perspective. And, and that's why a little bit, when I talk about borrowed time, you know, that's, that's a little bit where that comes from because, um, you know, my, my career and, and my mind was over at one point and, and I, uh, came, came through with a result and, and all of a sudden, you know, I've kind of found a way to revitalize it and, and really start enjoying it again. So, <laughs> sorry, that was a long response. But yeah, but kinda... it was a great answer. And
0: I love that you said earlier you were, uh, in the course of Beaver Creek, just smiling as you were going down. I mean, what a change.
1: Yeah, you know, and and that's, you know, that's kind of the thing that I've realized is that you know, I, I have to do this for me, and I have to do this if it makes sense for me, and I'm really enjoying it. You know, granted, there's going to be bad days, and there's going to be things that I don't want to do, and, you know, um, training in the summer gets to be a grind, things like that. But as long as I can come out of, of you know, a, a majority of the days and say, man, you know, that was cool. That was fun. Um, you know, that's that's what it's all about for me right now. You know, it's just... It's, a, it's not a job it's an it's an opportunity to do something you know and and uh that that's, that's kind of a cool place to be you know um and i i really i really enjoy that aspect of it
0: well Andrew, can you tell us again what exactly is coming up what are your next couple of races
1: uh our next races so we we have this weekend off coming up And then um, we race at Valcadena. We have a super-geat downhill there. And then um, we'll stay stay over in Europe over Christmas. And then we have a race at Santa Catarina in Italy um, a couple days after Christmas, downhill there. And then we get a little bit of break for New Year's.
0: Andrew, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us this evening.
1: It was great talking to you. uh, It's great to be on the show.
0: Thanks very much. You've been listening to Snowbound, U.S. Alpine Ski Team's Andrew Weibrecht. Look forward to following Andrew throughout the upcoming season. In Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.